welcome to Summer Camp Programming Podcasts. Woo-hoo. I was going to make an animal sound, and I couldn't think of one to what? make since it's the animal show. Moo. All I could think of was like, yeah, a cow, and I'm like, I don't have any cows at camp. Or like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so that's the, the screaming goats. That would be a good one. We don't have those either. <laughs> yeah, your uh, your lizards don't make make much sound. I mean, my fox makes like. Oh, there you go. What does the fox say? Does the fox say a bunch of different, like? Oh my goodness, tons. All kinds of sounds, right? She makes noises like crazy all the time, and she's a diva. So if we're not paying attention to her, you hear everything. She's going through them all, from growling to yip. I mean, it's just so weird. That's so cool, though. And then as soon as you see her, like, she's like, ah, like her, she smiled. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, you're paying attention to me. <laughs> well, I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And today we are talking about animals. What? My favorite. Um, couldn't tell. I know, I'm excited. Do you see all the notes? <laughs> I do see all the notes. This, And that's awesome. Like I said, I, I worked at a couple of camps. I had horses. Um, a very expensive program to run. I yes. uh, had worked at one camp that had multiple goats in this goat pen. It was really cool, but they had a tough time during winters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them had a baby or babies and uh, yeah, it was, but it was cool. I, I like those goats. Uh, a couple of camps that had, you know, the director had a camp dog that would run around and plenty of mice. They weren't <laughs> pets, but they were around, and they were around. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. this is this is pretty much all you, man. Yeah, um, no, I'll let I, you go ahead, and I'll have some questions probably. So we did. We started um, our nature center a couple years ago here at our camp. Um, we do some inner city weeks, and we would notice um, kids would catch frogs and toads and stuff all the time. And so if the kids caught them, we'd put them in a little aquarium. We kept them on the back table in our big, our chapel building, our big main building. And the inner city kids would be so just enthralled and interested in just a toad. And so we bought, we ended up, we started with the turtle. We bought a little aquatic red-eared slider. Um, They don't take much. The aquatic turtles are the easiest thing. If you want something simple that kids are totally interested in, get an aquatic turtle. Red-eared sliders, yellow belly sliders, something like that. Because um, they just swim around, you throw in some goldfish to feed them. Um, you have to have a good filter because they get dirty fast. But uh, kids love watching them, and mm-hmm. that became a huge thing. And it has grown, and so we're now up to almost a hundred animals in our nature center. Um, it's crazy. Um, I actually have a full-time person that that is their job, is to do to deal with the animals and to teach and clean and take care of them. And then we're also even working in looking at um, what we're going to call zoo camp. And so creating a whole curriculum and everything where day campers can sign up and all, you know, their main thing that they're doing is the zoo, the animals and, and the nature center and just really being just animals the whole time because it has become so popular. And it's, but it's been, it's been crazy marketing for us. Like the animals are what people ask for when parents come on tours. They always want to see the nature center. Sure. Like that is the big, where everybody wants to be. When but, I come visit, so yeah. I want to see it too. It's awesome. And it you take them to the schools too, right? We do. So we not all of them, not all 100. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. We take about 16. We kind of pick our 16 most interesting or or 16 that the kids can really pet and touch because that was the big thing. The all-stars. With our nature center. Yeah. 
we wanted it to be something that it's not like a zoo. You don't just go and look at animals in cages, but you get to learn about them. You get to pet them and feed them and some different things. And so, yeah, when we go to schools and stuff, um, I mean, I, I even I have a whole list of the common core standards that we cover when we go around to schools. And so I don't call schools anymore. I used to like call schools and call churches like, hey, please let me come and present. I want to share camp. I want to pass out camp flyers. We have not called this last year. We haven't called anyone because we have been so busy because schools call me and ask me to come out now. Wow. And so um, I know let's, we're up to 3,500 students we've talked to just since August um, huh. this last year. And so it well, has and you been, don't charge, right? You kind of do. I it don't as charge. A... I am as long as I can pass out my flyers and and talk about camp. I don't charge. Nice. And so. Uh, we did have one school ask, they said, hey, we'll pay you, but we don't want you advertising camp. And I said, there's, there's no point. I'm not coming to just do animals. That's not my job. Right. So I'm like, we're doing this for the for this camp. So I'm like, that's what I get. But yeah, so I some of the things I've learned in doing this and kind of the rules is kind of what I'm going to go through. Like what you need to consider before, if you want to do animals, you want to do a nature center, kind of your, what you need to think about. Um. The first one, the big one, is you need to check your state regulations and licenses. Um, every state is different, and, and there's certain things you can't – pretty much – unfortunately, if you are listening from California, you can't hardly do anything with animals. Huh. Um, there are so many rules against animals in California um, that you don't get to do a lot, and so that is a big one. Horses um, and, and goats. Illinois so has, do horses and goats. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's about it. Ellen, where I'm at in Illinois, we have some weird rules – but yeah, I have to always check like, and make sure that I'm legal on everything. So you do have to check. Every state is different. No matter what animal you're looking at, you do have to check. You also have to check numbers, how many you're allowed to have before mm. you're considered a zoo or you're considered different things. And so who, who do you check of, this with? Like, who do you go um, through? So um, we check with our Illinois DNR, so the Department of Natural Resources. Um, they have all the rules and laws and stuff online. Okay. We'll go there. Um, a lot of the um, places I buy animals from, too, if I order them offline, a lot of them will know. They'll have a list of, hey, this is allowed in your state or not. And so because some places won't, you know, if they know you're in Illinois and you're not like squirrels are not allowed in Illinois. We cannot have pet squirrels, which is weird because it's not like they're endangered or anything in the state, right. but we're just not allowed to have them. And so if you try and buy a pet squirrel, um, a lot of places won't. They're like, we can't ship to you in Illinois because it's illegal. So, Wait, so what What kind of sites do you go on that sell animals? Like oh, that? there's tons. So I, oh. um, underground, I get a lot of my reptiles and lizards. That's where a lot of them come from is online. So like underground reptiles, backwater reptiles, um, reptilesandcritters.com is my new favorite. Huh. Um, I've been going there a lot. Um, and then a lot of my mammals, if I'm getting mammals, I'll go to the exoticanimalsforsale.net. And those are where I get a lot of my, like my fox and the the possum that we just got. Um, we'll go there because they have a lot more exotic stuff that we'll look at. Um, but and the websites are good. I like ordering from them. I don't usually get stuff from pet stores. Mm -hmm. A lot of the pet stores, um, the stuff that comes into them, it, they they're not handled a lot. They don't you know so they don't come tame. They're not uh, the best. And that's what we want is we want the kids to be able to handle them. Um, and so I will go to um, like shows and conferences and stuff for reptiles. Like we go, really? there's always in Illinois, um, the first of every month, we have this big national reptile show up near Chicago. And huh. there you can just go and it's vendors that are selling their lizards and stuff. And it's a lot, they're usually cheaper than what you'd pay online. I don't have to pay for overnight shipping. Overnight shipping is usually 40 bucks. 
Um, and so I don't have to pay that. And then the breeders know about them. They can tell you like, oh, here, like I'll tell them like I'm doing this for camp. I need a tame one. I want something nice. And they can give me something like here's this. They also, a lot of these reptile breeders love that, that I'm doing and they'll offer me discounts because I'm creating future um, buyers for them. And so they know that when these kids hear about the Euromastics or the Bearded Dragon or something, that then they're going to want one eventually one day too. And so it's creating a, a market for them as well. And so a lot of these breeders really work with me um, because I'm teaching kids about them. And I'm, and I'm teaching kids, you know, what's, what's good and bad for the animal, what's safe, what's not safe. And right. so that also makes their life better because they, I mean, they care about these animals. They don't want them to get hurt either. And so the more I can teach children how you take care of animals correctly, the, the better we are out there in, in cool. the environment. But, but um, my recommendations are um, definitely reptiles are the easiest. They are by far the simplest to take care of. Mammals are cool. Mammals are cute and fluffy. and Everyone loves the mammals. They're always the favorites. But mammals smell. Mammals need their bedding changed almost daily. They, I mean, they ha you have to feed them every single day. You have to make sure they have new water every single day. And so mammals are a lot of work where the reptiles are, especially the turtles, I can throw in a bunch of goldfish and they're good until those goldfish are gone, you know, and it makes it a lot simpler. You know, I know you say, hey, lizards are great. Have you had any animals, whether they be lizards or, or reptiles or mammals, that you're like, no, this is not working out? Uh, any that the time. camp should stay away from, I guess. Yeah. I say all the time, and we, I mean, I research like crazy. Um, we had somebody one time from Texas that was going to bring us an armadillo. He's like, oh, they sell them down there as hmm. pets. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And I always tell him, like, let me research, let me find out. And we found out that armadillos can actually carry leprosy. Oh. And since, so we're a faith-based camp, we teach the children about how, you know, Jesus heals leprosy. We don't want to give anyone leprosy <laughs> while they're here at camp. <laughs> and so... Um, because of that first time, that is always my, like, I research everything as much as I can. I look on multiple sites over and over before we buy something to see if it's going to work. And we've had things that just don't work. We did um, sugar gliders out here one time, and, and they make great pets for some people. And it just, we couldn't, because our whole thing is about the kids getting to touch and learn. Mm -hmm. And sugar gliders bond to really one person. And and we just, we were really hoping, like, maybe if it would bond to the nature center director you know, she could hold the sugar glider and then it would let kids pet them. And no, they would not let anyone touch them. Um, Interesting. We had a raccoon for a while. The raccoon was very, very friendly to us, but in large groups, it went nuts and it went crazy. And huh. so it was like, yeah, that doesn't work. Ah. <laughs> and so there's been a few that we've kind of like, this is, this isn't working or this is, I, I mean, our current, our possum that we just got, we knew it would be skittish because it's just a baby. And so we're working with it right now and teaching it to be hand tame and stuff like that. Uh, and so I'm really hoping that it's supposed to take about two to three weeks and it should calm down and get used to its environment. And so we're really hoping for that. But since the camp environment and children change often, we're not sure how it's going to work well when the kids start coming in. So that might be something like, okay, that doesn't work for us. We got to try something different. Interesting. Okay. But or I had a pig. The pig was loud. It was just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, we're not keeping this pig. Squeal every time you touch it. And it was loud. Um, guinea pig, that is, I always tell people, I'm like, never get a guinea pig. People think, oh, that's an easy. Guinea pigs are the smelliest, dirtiest <laughs> mammal I have ever dealt with. 
their cage we would clean out every day and the next day it is covered in poop and pee and they had a huge cage like it was guinea pig paradise and it was disgusting is, is your so. ferret not smelly it well it uses a litter box um huh. so it goes in the litter box but it has that ferret kind of that musky smell that ferrets have but i mean our whole nature center kind of have a musky <laughs> smell enough, so it really doesn't <laughs> i mean the skunk our skunk has that same kind of ferret smell uh, which is way more preferred than a normal skunk smell but and, yeah, and when try. these animals get uh i mean do you have a vet for them do you need we a do. special yep. vet we do and that's anytime we buy something new we call our vet and make sure that he is able to take care of that animal okay. before we buy it. And so we go to the same vet for Good every too. animal. Okay. So if our, cause I don't want to be traveling all around to each vet and being like, all right, you're my lizard guy. You're my, <laughs> right. uh, you're my skunk so, guy. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't worth it. Um, and he does, I mean, he gives us a lot cheaper rate too, because we come to him with so many different animals that he's very willing. He's like, he, he knows he's our vet. So, Nice. Uh, but yeah, if he tells us, nope, that's not one I'll take care of, then we, we don't get it. And just to make it easier. Sorry, llama. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really do want goats and llama. Uh, my problem is, because it's the research, every time you research, I find out stuff. Everything I've read said if you get a goat, you better have a really, really good fence. Because if the goat gets out, he's going to be out dancing on your neighbor's cars. <laughs> and where our camp is at, we're kind of in the back of this very rich subdivision. And everyone's driving Lexuses and Beamers and stuff. And so I just know a counselor's going to leave the gate unlocked accidentally one time right. or something. And then I'm going to get a call from my neighbor like, hey, your goat's on my Audi. <laughs> Great. That's exactly what I wanted. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, and one of the things we do with ours too, because um, we want the kids to touch us, but we teach them about them. And so one of my, when we get stuff, um, we look up facts about them too and make sure that they're a cool animal to learn about. And mm -hmm. so I, the nature center director has to learn like five cool facts about every animal oh, okay. and so that she can kind of say them off the top of her head and just kind of know these facts go with this animal. Because then when the kids come in, I want to teach them something about each animal. Because they're not, it's just like a zoo. No one reads the little signs at the zoo. They look at the animal and they move on. We didn't want that. We wanted them to actually learn as part of it and do part of outdoor ed. Right. What's funny, though, is I have it. It's so memorized in my head that as I'm going through that if a kid, like, interrupts me or asks a question, I get off. And I'm like, wait, what fact did I just tell you? <laughs> you know, and so then I'm like... I don't really want to start over. So let me go in my head real quick and think of where I was at. Cause you get it down to such kind of a, a script almost. You say it so much and we'll have like field trip groups come out and it's, so sometimes it's all day. I do an hour in the nature center um, for 10 or less kids at a time. Okay. And so it's just, it's constant. I'm saying the same fact over and over. So that's, and what, that's what you do. You day. found like bringing in small groups at a time is the best yes. way to do that. Small as much. It keeps the animals a little bit calmer. Okay. Um, the problem is towards the end of the day, they start to get stressed. And so one of our rules is if the animals get stressed, they don't come out. We're not going to endanger the animals or make the animals stressed out. How do you know if they're stressed? Enjoyment. You can tell. They're can jittery. They, they start to nip at you. Oh, um, okay. When you go to pick them up, they'll run away. So if they don't come to you when you open up the cage, um, they don't want to be a part of it anymore. They're done. We have a rabbit. He is the laziest, fattest <laughs> rabbit and he just, he lets pretty much anyone do anything to him. But some of those field trip days towards the end of the time, you'll see him. He'll like kick away and run away from me. I'm like, all right, the rabbit's not coming out. He's done. <laughs> you know, he's, he's had enough children today. Interesting. And sometimes that happens. But 
but yeah, and then, I mean, when we buy stuff too, we try and look for things that are unusual. I, I don't want the kids to be able to go into PetSmart or, or a pet store or something and be like, oh, there's that, you know, Mr. Chris had that at Camp Good News. I, I kind of want some interesting things, something fun, a little bit different. But Do you have any yeah. uh, animals that you really, that aren't there, that are on your list? Uh, well, I keep getting them. So right, <laughs> um, The possum, right. yeah. The possum was one of my last big ones. So I, we got a, several this last year that were on my list. I wanted a raccoon. We did that for a little bit and didn't work. I wanted a fox, and we still have her fox. She's wonderful. She is a diva. If you're not paying attention to her, she cries for your attention. And then she gets excited when you see her. Um, we have the the possum. We just got it. So those are kind of my big ones. But for the most part, I pretty much have kind of everything. On my, I'd like to get bigger. We just don't have the space for it. Any, you know, I, you I have love any birds? an alpaca. I do. I have a cockatiel. Okay. There, and I will probably only keep it to one bird because birds are loud. And so, as we're trying to teach, um, his name's Pika. He is constantly whistling at me and doing all the little phrases gotcha. that we we've taught him. So I will pay attention to him. And it's like you need to be quiet. We're talking about the salamander right now. <laughs> you know? like, we will get to you. Even when when the kids come in, I always tell them, I'm like, when you walk in here, it is an ADHD wonderland of noise and sounds and smells. And so stay with me. We're going to go through every animal. But, yeah, some of the fox especially, like, we're over here. We're learning about the, the hedgehog or we're learning about the chinchilla. And she's just over there crying and making noise because wow. we're not paying attention to her. <laughs> and so, so you, of course, the kids are then distracted. Before you got all these animals, did you ever have like guests coming, like bird handlers that would bring owls or falcons or anything like that? Or no, I wish I would I would have loved it. Like that would have been awesome. But I, there was just nothing in our area that even offers anything like gotcha. this. And so that's what we we wanted to have. That we we're kind of the we're kind of the first in the area. And so that has made us. We are a small camp. And that was one of the things I went to a conference somewhere. I don't even remember where. And they said, find something that no one else is doing that you can do that you can be good at. And and I knew this. I don't have a lake, so I can't compete with the camps that have lakes. I don't have a high ropes course. So I can't if I put in a high ropes course and I'm just competing with someone else who already has that. And if anything, I'm going to get half of their market. I'm not going to get all, you know. And so somebody said, find something that no one else is doing. And no one else in our area was doing anything with animals. So I said, if we do this, we will be the only one. Hmm. And, and that will put us kind of on the market. And it ha- I mean, it has. <laughs> it has worked. We, yeah. the, the last three years that we've had these animals, we have filled up camp every year. And so, and it's been the first time in 25 years the wow, Camp Good News really? has had okay. every bed filled. So it's working somehow. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. That's, that's awesome. become our, our niche, our niche. And so. Um, now animals are expensive uh, they cost a lot to buy they cost a lot to feed and things like that and so we actually um, several of our critters that eat veggies we started our own indoor garden and so we have and it's it's part of the nature center so the kids see it they see that hey these are the collard greens that the Euromastics will eat these are the cucumbers that the banana uh, the banana slugs will eat these are you know the cucumbers that the hissing cockroaches will eat and things like that and so we showed them how we do that, and we grow our own food that way. We've also started growing our own insects. And so we have um, a dubia cockroach colony. And so these cockroaches reproduce like crazy. It's ridiculous. We almost are to the point. I, and I can sell them now, so I can sell them to other animal people. Who's because we have those? so many. Oh, anyone with lizards, um, bearded dragons and stuff, oh. they will pay good money for these cockroaches because they're good. They're high in protein and stuff. And we probably have three or four hundred cockroaches in our little 
colony going and so we'll pull them out and feed them to the animals and then as they as we get too many we can sell them and so make a little bit to help cover other costs so and not, i just started not farming any crickets no crickets are so hard and they smell they smell uh, awful gotcha. so i just buy my crickets they're easier um but we did just start a mealworm farm oh, um, and okay. that one's actually pretty simple too so i have about 200 mealworms um we started our mealworm farm um because the animals just like us they don't want the same thing for every meal and so we'll mix it up, you know, they'll get crickets, they'll get mealworms, they'll get the dubia roaches and just kind of mix it up and keep them good. But um, something else we started to help cover the cost is we have an adopt an animal program. Um, and the way that we have a little postcard that people can grab when they come through and they can adopt an animal. Now, they don't get to keep the animal, they don't get to take it home. But just like at zoos and stuff, they can pay, um, each animal's worth more. So like the skunk, if you give us $50 um, to adopt the skunk, what will happen is for a year, um, there will be a sign above her tank that says that you are sponsoring, you're adopting this animal. Um, you get a special picture of the skunk. Oh, wow. um, some of the animals, we actually even have them autograph different things if they're able to. Like with her paws, we can have her autograph. <laughs> um, and you get that as a kind of a, a bonus for helping donate towards helping taking care of the skunk. And so that's and for so, like a year? And that's for a year. So at the end of the year, you get um, first rights to come back and adopt again if you want um, and if you say no then we put it out there that the skunk is available for adoption again <laughs> cool. um, and then you also get with that you get a one show for you and five other people to get a free nature center tour oh. and we've learned that that works really well because then those people come in and then they also want to adopt nice because you're adopting so they want to be part of that too and so That's that has really idea. helped kind of create our little market there for the adopting program but it helps cover some of the costs because they some of them are expensive. Yeah, um, and then you get you had to, or like a camp that did this would need to hire a, a full time nature director yeah. too, or, or you or almost have director. to. Yeah, I I I say I started it. It was just me, and it became it was just too, too much. much. I mean, yeah. you're in there multiple hours of the day. Um, and then even with the shows, I mean, we have just gotten so popular with schools and stuff around the area that I pretty, I had to finally tell people no in May, because I'm like, we all need to get ready for camp. I mean, I can't do any more shows this month. It's just so, we were doing almost every day we had a different show. Wow. And so, wow. But yeah, Very it's cool. been awesome. So love it. I, I totally recommend it. Unless you're anywhere near me in Illinois, then don't do it. Because I have that market. <laughs> and, and in the future, like if if people have questions, are they? Is it okay to reach out to you? Absolutely, yeah. I'll reach out to I is our. I think my information's on our our show notes and stuff. Uh-huh. All there's different ways. I am happy to help and give ideas and maybe not during camp time, but you know, yeah, probably time. not the next couple. Months. <laughs> cool. All right. So we're going to close this out with our favorite video. That's the question I have this week is what is your favorite video, Chris? Oh, so mine is, it's a series of videos and I just discovered it recently off of YouTube. It's called nature walk. And, um, it is, I thought it was actually going to be like an actual educational video, (laughs) but it's not, it's all comedy. I love this guy. He gets on there and he pretends like he knows a lot about nature I can't think of his name right now. His buddy's name is Rodney. Me and Rodney, we we <laughs> decided to do nature walk to tell people how neat nature is. And he says neat a lot. How neat is that? Isn't that neat? But I'm going to show it at my staff training this year because this is how some of my counselors do our outdoor education. So there's one point where he's looking at a tree and he goes, this is an aspen tree. 
you can tell it's an Aspen by the way it is. And that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, that is totally how some of my counselors like, oh, this is a maple. You know it's a maple because of their leaves. Like, that's right. it. <laughs> so, that's and on then YouTube? He, it's, it's on YouTube. He's got several episodes. Episodes two is one of my favorites. He talks about um, people back then, the settlers, um, they would pick up a pine cone and they thought it was tree poop. In fact, they'd tell people like, oh, no, I, you know, they step on a pine cone. I got tree poop on my tootsies. And he's like, it wasn't until 1940 when Dr. Samuel Beckingham discovered that that was not true. <laughs> like, I love this because this is and, and that's what I'm, I'm going to use it for staff training, because this is how some of my counselors are. They think they have these facts down. And so they'll right. tell kids and I'll have a kid come to me and be like, hey, did you know this? I'm like, that's not true at all. <laughs> like, Where funny. did you learn this from? But. They are high quality, entertaining. Um, I've already made T-shirts and stuff because oh, wow. it's it's going to be a huge hit among our counselors. The few that already know about it are so excited. So, what are your T-shirts? Like I'm going on a nature walk or something? Like it just has a picture of trees and says like, "How neat is that? Isn't that uh, neat?" Okay. Or there's there's a picture of a pine cone that says, "You know, tree poop." <laughs> just things That's like hilarious. that. hilarious. You gonna make some buttons too? Oh yeah, we'll definitely have buttons. This will <laughs> we'll probably end up watching some of these even during summer with the campers because yeah. they are so funny. I'm gonna check that out. I'll make sure there's a an app and real link in the show notes. So, so <laughs> when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about like camp camp videos, favorite video, and a while back, a, a few years ago, we had a contest. Or, or was it a contest or was I just asking for different videos to be sent to me? I think maybe that's what it was. And there was some great videos that were camp videos, like either promo or staff training videos. But anyways, they're just hilarious. And so I just want to shout out really quick to like cabin or camp. Robin hood had a song called perfect day that they did. And they're like, it's a perfect day at camp Robin hood. It is hilarious. Um, okay. Camp Uligua, they took the Mayhem guy, you know, the insurance Mayhem yes. guy, and they did a whole, like, like staff training. Like, here's what happens when you come here. I'm Mayhem, you know, or whatever. And uh, it was spot on. So good. And uh, then Camp Choye did a recruitment video because they're all boys camp. So male, I mm-hmm. think they are, but it was all male recruitment. And basically, they took clips of movies, and my favorite one is from 300. Yeah. And they show it, but it's all in French, and they put their own subtitles. So they take the Uh French dub version, they put their subtitles to it, and it's just so funny. Um, I I actually stole that. I have one for Camp Good News that's exactly the same. Oh, do you? all about Camp (laughs) Good News. I want to see it. I want to see it. so good. Well, we, we even did one. There's a two babies, two twins talking to each other on YouTube, and so we did kind of the same thing where we just subtitled it because oh, it was such a great idea, high quality, funny. Such and and yeah, you're just taking a clip of you know it should be <laughs> fairly easy. Um, yeah, I just love the idea of, of using the dub version, and so. Uh, but my my favorite video is is a great staff training video. So it's uh, everyday leadership, also known as uh, leading with lollipops. And it's a TED Talk by Drew Dudley. Check it out. Use it for your staff training. It's great. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Just need to go and, <laughs> and watch it on YouTube. Uh, in fact, I have a post. It's eight videos to add to your staff training. And these are all uh, 
suggested by other camp professionals. Um, so it's, it's a pretty good list. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Next week we are going to talk about recognition programs. Uh, so if you are doing a recognition program or if you're not, uh, I'm sure there will be a tip or two that you'll get from that. Uh, I, I'm just a big fan of some recognition programs, and I am adamantly against a few others. Uh, <laughs> so tune in next week to hear my thoughts on that. Here. Yay! <laughs> From around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks so much for listening. Hold on. I should have had it. <laughs> up I have a link to it, so... <laughs> Edit this out.